Hey there, this is the Jesus Drinks Coffee Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Yoshimura. Oh my gosh, wait, I need to make sure I know how to say your last name. Weez oh, no. Weiss. <laughs> <laughs> Neither. Neither? Neither. What? How do you say your last it's name? Weezy. Weezy. <laughs> but it can be Weiss. No, today. Weezy. <laughs> no, I'll say Weiss. We're, we're going to cut all this out, hopefully. <laughs> or keep it in. Hey there, this is the Jesus Drinks Coffee Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Yoshimura, and today I am so excited to have a special conversation with my friend, Colin Weesey. Colin and I have gone back about three or well, four years, because you're a yeah. senior now at Pepperdine. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, boy. All the beautiful and terrifying things that come yeah. <laughs> with ending the college chapter of your life. Yeah. Only, like, the biggest transition of my life. Yeah. So, like, nothing that huge. Nothing that huge. Yeah. You know what's funny, though? You say that now... <laughs> And then the next crazy chapter happens, uh-huh. like before when we were talking about like, oh, that semester was the hardest semester I've experienced. Yeah. I remember seeing that like four times mm. throughout my undergrad and graduate career uh-huh. and being like, oh, it's because I'm young. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like I'm experiencing the hardest things I ever have up until this point. Right. And now that's the new like floor, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but the Lord equips us for that along the way. But yeah, I've had the pleasure of doing ministry alongside Colin at Vintage Malibu. You mm-hmm. were our intern. You helped lead different <laughs> worship nights. And so it's been really sweet for me to see you grow in your faith and leadership. So I'm really excited for you to sort of help lead this conversation about what's been on your mind as far as discipleship as a young adult. So, yeah, tell me about what's been on your mind, Colin. Yeah. Thank you, first of all, for being here. It's an honor to be on the one and only Jesus Drinks Coffee podcast. I, yeah, like you said, I'm a senior at Pepperdine, and uh, transitioning out of that obviously brings up a lot of questions in my mind, and uh, we go to Pepperdine, we're a Christian school, and uh, so there are a lot of opportunities to lead on on campus ministry, which has been super amazing and fruitful and edifying, and as someone who feels called to ministry leadership in some capacity, I find that I struggle with not wanting to place myself in positions or situations of leadership that I haven't been formed deeply enough to steward well, but also not denying or walking away from the very real opportunities that God or my community might be placing in front of me um, to advance the kingdom. And so that has kind of been a, a bit of a tension point for me as I try to figure out how to put myself in a position to to lead well and from maturity, but not that it's such a moving goalpost. Like when is the moment when right. when I'm when I'm ready for that? And so I'm so curious for you as also someone who is called to ministry in some capacity, um, and who also studied divinity in a graduate context. How did you in your undergraduate um, and in your postgraduate discern for yourself? The times where you were like, okay, I actually might need some deeper formation before I'm ready for this. Um, and also recognize the moments that you were you were ready to lead and that God was calling you to. Yeah, that's, first of all, I think that's such a wise question <laughs> because, you know, we hear so many stories about um, really established pastors um, who, you know, a lot of people looked up to, who have led these large gatherings, who have... Um, these instances of serious character faults and affairs mm. and abuse, and it really, really harms church communities and yeah. um, individuals. So I think it's really wise to recognize that there's a lot of responsibility and 
implications for stepping into leadership roles, especially for things like preaching and teaching and helping lead people into relationship with God into the deeper things. Mm. There is a lot of scripture that talks about, like in Titus, where it talks about here are the things and the qualifications of mm. church leaders that they need to be people of very strong character, um, mm. deep relationship with the Lord, accountability, all that really great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that question is a good one to wrestle with. Mm-hmm. And I think you're also right to notice that there's not necessarily going to be a, oh, I am now mature <laughs> enough. I've done it. Right. I've done it. <laughs> and I think for a while that was my <laughs> like mindset. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm an Enneagram one. And so I'm like, Girl. which one is that? It's at the um, reformer or the perfectionist, oh, okay. depending on how you name it. And okay. so it's like my personality type really values personal growth. Mm. And so that has helped me in my spiritual formation because I'm really eager of like, Lord, mm. point out where my heart is incorrect. Like, tell me what to do. And I'll like lift the spiritual weights. Like I'll do the reps. Yeah. But I started to sort of idolize my role in my spiritual formation journey with the Lord mm. of like, Oh gosh. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. It was so real. In there. Yeah. Where it's like, Oh, like amp, cur- cur- <laughs> currently located currently, there. <laughs> current location there. <laughs> yeah. And just recognizing like, I think there's a beauty in like hungering and pursuing the Lord and seeking after spiritual maturity. But if it, that comes from any place of like striving or performance, mm. earning the love of the Lord, earning like the right standing of like, oh, I deserve to be up on stage or I mm. deserve to be in that ministry leadership, then like our, our framework is just wrong. Yeah. Like immediately. Wow. And I remember when I was talking to uh, Abigail, one of my really close friends, mm-hmm. Um, and and Melody, um, also just girl tribe, Jesus lovers, Come love on. them so much. The um, it was actually in the context of me being offered the full-time job as a professor. So mm. when I transitioned off of full-time staff at our church and transitioned to being a professor, I was mm-hmm. talking to them and I was like, you know, I just feel like this imposter syndrome or a little bit of that yeah. kind of like concern that you were talking about. Like, I don't know if I'm like ready for this opportunity to be completely honest, mm-hmm. like with my girls. I'm like, mm. I'm not sure. And I don't know if it's like a, so I brought it before them and we mm. did some prayer. And so I was expecting them to hear like affirmations about my identity. I'm like, you are like beloved by God. You are uh-huh. equipped. You're all these things. And then Abigail comes in with this crazy word. And she mm. was like, you have been elevated to a place beyond your current experience and skill. Mm. But the Lord has elevated you to that place. And you need to like grow with him into it. Mm. And that is a pattern that is going to be on your life. Mm. So get used to it. Mm. Like get used to feeling uncomfortable. Like, oh, I don't have, like I haven't been doing this for 10 years. So like this door is just open. And now like the Lord so kindly has trusted me and invited me into this. And Mm. it's sort of like, I need to get over myself and thinking like, have I had the, like earthly experiences to make me qualified? Have I preached at enough small gatherings that I'm worthy of preaching at this bigger gathering, whatever it is? And so for me, that was a really beautiful word and a really challenging word Mm -hmm. of like, wow, how much of this whole partnership with God to usher in the kingdom do I think is based on my experience and my skill? (sighs) Apparently way too much. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. That's so good. So good. And like, it's just silly. Like just ever since she gave me that word, I've just been like seeing that. I don't know if you know this. I don't know if I told you this. Um, I think this is fine for me to share. I would share this (laughs) at coffee. So I'm like thinking like, no, it's been, it's been announced. We'll edit it out. Um, Yeah, it's fine. We'll edit it out. Um, I've been offered an abroad faculty position in Germany. No. Yeah. Which is. I'm like yelling in the mic. Yeah. No way. Yeah. (gasps) And like, it's one of those incredible, incredible God opportunities where I randomly started to get really excited about it a few months ago. And I was like, it's so competitive because such a, it's a sweet oh, yeah. experience to go abroad yes. to teach and then you teach less classes so you can actually pass through students and yeah. i'm like that's the You're dream perfect thank for you. that thank you are you kidding but like the thing is there's like 40 other professors that uh-huh. are way more experienced than me mm. that usually would get priority so i was like sure. man like it's it doesn't even make sense to do that you yeah. know like not even apply but i just like reached out to the dean of ip and we started chatting and oh yeah it was this like fluke opportunity where things got moved around and then they needed for for someone for Uh that time Uh and it just worked out so perfectly and i just was like one of those things where the lord is like i think when he can trust our character and relationship with us Mm. like when we're when we have friendship with the lord he does that kind of stuff where Mm. it's like oh i have no business like from an earthly standpoint it's like i don't have my phd like mm-hmm. I've been teaching for like three years uh-huh. and some of these people have like gone to multiple abroad programs yeah, and all sure, these things. Sure. And so I think it is a tension as you rightly put between, I want to step out and, and say yes to the things that the Lord is opening, but I also want to steward those things well. And I mm. think for me, some of the things that have helped me in that tension um, is one looking at the people who are offering you that opportunity. Mm. If it comes from people who have walked longer and further than you in their walk with Jesus, Mm -hmm. and if they see something in you that they think, oh, they would, I see potential in Colin Mm -hmm. to do this really, really well. I think that's a really sweet sign Mm. of like, wow, I don't feel like I've really lived the experience worthy of like the resume needed for this Mm -hmm. position, whatever moment of ministry. But if someone who's older that you trust their walk with the Lord, if they turn around and look at you and say, yeah, I think you are ready for this or I think you can grow into this, Mm. I think that's really telling. Um, And so I think that's one really sweet thing. And two, I think just prayer and discernment. Like Mm. one of my spiritual mentors, Selena, every time I come with these, you know, the legend, I'm really hoping to get her on soon. Oh my God. Yes, pray about it. Pray pray her in (laughs) to the studio. Please, Lord. Get her in here. I'll walk out right now. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll call her up. <laughs> um, but one of the things, you know, I'll come to her with these like deep theological questions and these things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this tension and this. And she just goes, just ask Jesus. Hmm. And it's so simple. And I feel like, oh, but that's not enough. Of like, no, mm-hmm. I got to get the theology right. Or I got to like burn my flesh some mm-hmm. more, you know? And he's, mm-hmm. she's just always like, you hear the Lord, mm. just take it before him. And so that is the advice I always try to follow and sure. give out because it's such good advice where it's like yeah. if you have a specific opportunity coming up of, you know, I've been asked to preach at this things or some of my friends want me to like lead this worship night or whatever the opportunity is, mm-hmm. just take it before the Lord. Mm-hmm. And you can say like, Lord, this is how I'm feeling about it or this is my desire or hesitate, hesitancy in that. Like, what do you think? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So those are some of my preliminary thoughts. That's but so great. Do you have any thoughts on yeah. my thoughts? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I got all the thoughts on your thoughts. 
That's so great. Thank you for sharing that. It's so encouraging and helpful. I love the the part where you said where you were reflecting on how much of your spiritual formation is coming from you rather than the spirit that hit me deep because I think I can find and an evidence of this is how quick I am to talk mm. in my quiet time and how slow I can be to, to not do that. And I've tried to integrate silence more and more into my my devotion. But I find describing is a is a big problem for me in a lot of areas. Um, one of them being a personal relationship with Jesus because I just find myself so quickly falling into a work mindset. And if I do these things at this time for this amount of time, I will produce this fruit yeah. and it will have this and this effect. Um, and so how do you eradicate striving from your heart? Basically, yeah. if you could just figure that out for Great. me and then the rest <laughs> of the world, if you could just solve that problem really yeah. quick, that would be super helpful. I've achieved it. I am Jesus You're Christ. Done. Let me t- <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> no, but I think, man, for me, I'm I'm such the person where I'm very pragmatic. I'm very like formulaic. It's mm-hmm. like figure out the strategy, execute the strategy. It's a, a really beautiful gift in some capacities, but it, when it comes to my spiritual formation, I feel like the Lord is really kind in meeting me consistently mm-hmm. through certain practices or certain rhythms in our relationship, but He's also really kind in changing it up mm. so that he, I don't think that the formula is what produces the relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Because, <laughs> like, for me, it's like, okay, I sit in this one chair in my room, yeah. and then I get quiet, and then I start journaling, <laughs> and then I ask the Lord, and then I read a passage, and then I worship, you know, it's uh-huh. these things. And, like, imagine if you're, like, dating someone, and mm. you sit down, and you're like, okay, we're going to go to the same restaurant mm. every single time, <laughs> and I'm going to order this, and you're going to order this, and yeah. then I'm going to say, how was your day today? And then you say this, and it's like the whole thing is scripted. Right. Like, yes, it would still be quality time together. But it's it's more about... There's no the, mystery or surprise. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. And so I think for me, what I've, what I've tried to like... Re- I've tried to receive new frameworks about how I understand my growth and spiritual formation with the Lord. And for me, I think the spiritual practices, like daily quiet time with the Lord, mm. like silence and solitude, I more imagine that as like, this is the picnic blanket mm. that I'm laying out before the Lord for the Lord to come and meet me. And what happens on that picnic blanket is up to him. Mm. I want to make regular space to be present mm-hmm. to that. Because I think when we when we hunger for the Lord and ask for our focus to be on him, like that so delights his heart. Mm. You know, like I don't ever think he's like, oh, he's not like a distracted parent. I talked to one of my friends about this. <laughs> like the Lord is not so busy that he... It's like, oh, like I know you want to hang out with me, but like, but not today, honey. I'm too tired. Yeah, I got like, yeah. I'm talking to the angels. And- yeah, yeah. Sorry, like I have a really big board meeting yeah. with all the angels. <laughs> like, can't talk to you, you know. Yeah. We're like when he, when we're like, oh, like I just want to be with the Father. Mm. I just want to hear His voice. I just want to see His face. Mm. I feel like that brings Him such joy. Mm. And so for me, the spiritual practices are like this blanket, this like context where I'm like, okay, for this time and space, I want to put all my affection all of my attention to the best of my ability as the spirit enables me for the lord to show up and then trust him to lead my spiritual formation Mm. i'm working on that part yeah i feel like that's something the spirit talks to me about especially even for things like sanctification of like god like why does this sin like keep showing up in my life Mm. 
or like something I'm very like better getting better at in Jesus name, but honestly still really bad at <laughs> is like my nighttime routine to like come back into silence and stillness to get enough sleep. There's mm. this like dopamine addiction habit I have with yeah. technology at night. In the morning yeah. I'm a bit better, but if I'm staying up till midnight or one like watching Netflix or scrolling yeah, on something yeah. or doing work things, mm-hmm. it just sets the whole day up differently. Sure. And so I'm like, God, like I just, I'll look through my journal from the previous year and be like, why am I still struggling with this? With that, yeah. And I'm like, am I a bad Christian? Mm. Do I not love the Lord enough? Mm. And the Lord is like, there are disciplines he invites us into. Absolutely. Mm. And he's been telling me lately, like, do you trust me with your spiritual formation? Mm. Like, it's my due diligence to show up and, like, set the blanket. Mm. But the power, is, Scripture says it's the Holy Spirit that does that, does that inner working mm. in our lives. And so it's not the formula. Yeah. It's not, like, my correct interpretation of theology. It's the movement of the Lord. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. It just makes me think of Paul when he says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He's yeah. not like, yo, get all up in there, transform your mind. Right. He's like, be transformed. Yeah. By the living God. Mm-hmm. So that's so good. Yeah, that's such a good that's so, Yeah. Wow. Thank you for reshaping that. That's super helpful. That's super, super helpful. And I think it, for me, makes me think of, has me, I've been thinking about this for me recently, how radically performative I can be. Same. In, in my, just in life. Yeah. And also in quiet time with God. Which is hilarious to think about when you think about just the nature of God as all-knowing. And even Psalm 139 has been hitting me deep, um, how God perceives our thoughts from afar and discerns our going out and coming in. And he's familiar with all of our ways before our word is even on our tongue. And uh, just thinking about how formulaic or performative and even what i say like okay i'm gonna say it in this yeah. way when it's just like he already knows yeah. what i'm thinking yeah so why am i so i've just been yeah. recently just like well literally as i'm just sitting and praying we'll just like scream of consciousness hmm. like just like get it all yeah. out um because i'm like why do any different yeah because he already knows what i'm thinking and feeling yeah um which is so freeing yeah and so such a beautiful reminder of like he knows and he chooses to love yeah. already, which means that he's the safest place to yeah. be the fullest version of ourselves yeah. in the world. Yeah, that's so good. I think about like when it comes to performance um, and even like prayer. I think about, um, you know, King David. He is mm. known in scripture as a man after God's heart and leads this pretty seriously imperfect life. Mm. I think we either only talk about like, the Bathsheba thing where we only talk about like <laughs> King David he's the best he wrote all the yeah, psalms yeah, yeah. and like he's both yeah you know and like when the Lord looks at him like even before he called him to be the king before David like rose to that position he knew like David is gonna worship me with all his might mm. and David is gonna have this affair with Bathsheba mm-hmm. and like murder her husband and like and he's gonna lead my kingdom and like he's gonna be the generational line that I choose to bring Jesus like, he sees all of that wow. in its entirety. Mm-hmm. And I think about that, like, man, I think about when Scripture says after his son with Bathsheba dies in that in that place. Well, I guess, like, when the son is sick and he's 
you know, worshiping and praying. Like I, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall hmm. to see that deep prayer and hmm. intercession of deep repentance, deep despair, petitioning God. Cause I think that like, I don't imagine there was any performance in that room. Whoa. You know, it was like, Whoa. if I just pray the right prayer, like God will save my son. Like if right. I just like repent right enough or hard enough, that means mm-hmm. God will change this. Yeah. But just to be so raw and stripped before the Lord of like, here I am, God, like yeah. this is fully who I am. Yeah. You know, and have seen the worst things I've ever done at this point in my life. Yeah. You see me and you know me and I'm calling out that you are good and I'm trying to move your heart to change my circumstances. Mm. I'm like, I think when we get, when we have an accurate view of God and of ourselves, there's like performance just seems silly. Yeah. You know, it's wow, just like we're yeah. putting on this like little wig and getting mm-hmm. all dolled up and the <laughs> Lord's like, we don't need to do that. Yeah, take it off. Like he's, I think he's really kind that he'll still engage yeah. sometimes even when we have that performance mindset. Mm. Like he's such a good father. He deals with wow. our immaturities because he's so kind. But I think wow. he's, it just must be like, you know, if someone comes to like hang out with you and they're just like fully dressed in like <laughs> yeah. theater, like velvety right. attire and a wig and like powdered face and you're like, Huh? We're just getting coffee. Yeah. Like, it's not that serious. We're, yeah. We're at Starbucks right now. We, yeah, Let's we're at Starbucks right You're now. You're making everyone uncomfortable. Right. Exactly. It's like, God and all the angels, like, what? Bro, like, what? bro, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah, it's like, it, like, imagine, I mean, he is the king of kings, and so there is that, I think, level of, like, reverence and sweetness that yes. we should bring to him. But, like, I think that's a perfect example of, like, yeah. if Jesus were to be hanging out at this coffee shop with us, we, we wouldn't be trying to pray these fancy prayers of, like, yeah. oh, yes, Lord, oh, me, a yeah. sinner. Like, you know, <laughs> you're just like... Thou art not. Thou art not, <laughs> right? You know, it's just, like, yes. so silly, but I, I get that posture because I think, like, and there is precedent in Scripture when it's, like, when we have like these things like the lord listens like when we have like a repentant heart like when we mm. have alignment with god you know but it's i think sometimes we can flip like the ends and the means of yeah. like oh if i do this right enough if i have a good enough heart posture then uh-huh. god will do what i want uh-huh. you know when it's like no i think the lord just so loves a self-aware humble person being like i don't have fancy words yeah like here I am and I know it's not that much but you can have it all and I think that's such like soft fertile soil for the Mm. Lord to do incredible work through us but it comes from that place of like I'm not trying to perform I'm Mm -hmm. also not like belittling and degrading myself because like the Lord called you valuable of Jesus's life in exchange Mm. so like I don't want to devalue Jesus's life and the Mm. sacrifice he made Oh wow! but I want to be honest of like hey left to my own devices I could never. Right. And it's a privilege to be in this relationship with you. So I want to just show up honest. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so amazing. That's so, such a radically different paradigm. Yeah. Than the one I grew up with. Yeah. And like, and I think also like to, to show some grace to the church, I feel like it would be strange to have like a pastor on a Sunday, get down on his knees and like, confess and repent it you know i'd be like yeah. i'd be like Ooh, i don't know if, i don't know if that oh, was the most yeah, appropriate I'm uncomfy right, right now. you yeah. know so i don't i don't know like if the corporate space is perfect sure. for being able to show that like because that that moment of really really raw prayer with david like happened behind closed doors right you know um 
and so i think there's still space for like authenticity and humility mm-hmm. from like in a corporate space and like from you know a stage or a platform or whatever it is but i think that type of stuff happens a lot of times behind closed doors either mm. by yourself or with like your close two or three other friends mm. um and so allowing the lord to form you from those yeah. like individual encounters or small group encounters and also just like when you start to feel that performance coming up, just repenting of that, mm. of just being like, man, I feel like I'm focusing more on getting the right words or the right yeah. theology. Right. And I'm getting so bogged down in that, that right. I'm not like looking you in the face and I'm sorry. Right. Wow. That's yeah. so encouraging. That's so encouraging. I love that. Yeah. And to, to one of your earlier points about discerning, when you are ready or equipped enough to like mm-hmm. step into a certain capacity. I also think it's so, so important for anyone, but especially young people to get plugged in with good mentorship. Yeah. Like real. a couple people, if you can manage to meet regularly with older people. And then too, I think working on discipling younger people. Mm-hmm. Like I think when I was really young, I, I honestly was only friends even with people my own grade at Pepperdine mm-hmm. as an undergrad. I was like, I'm a junior and all my friends are just juniors. Uh-huh. And so what that meant is I wasn't getting poured into by people that have lived with Jesus longer than me. Right. And I wasn't really pouring out that much to other people. Mm. And so I think usually we, we are like me and do neither. <laughs> or we only receive mentorship and don't pour out to those out. who are younger in faith than us. Mm. Or we only pour out, pour out, pour out without any mentorship. Yeah. I see that second one a lot with a lot of ministry leaders who are in their young sure. 20-somethings. And so I think it's really important to have more mature believers around you and older people around you that love you deeply, will encourage you, yeah. and also call you out on stuff. Yes. In love to be like, hey, Colin, like, I love you deeply, but this worship thing, like, I don't... I honestly don't know if your heart's in the right place right now. Yeah. So like, I want to thank like, you, Jesus, you know? Yeah. And to not take that. So like personally to our identity, but being like sure. that person out of love, mm-hmm. like doesn't want me to, to step onto a stage that I'm not, I don't have the character to steward well. Yeah. And to like, and that, that requires vulnerability on our end to sure. be like, no, I, I want someone to, to be hesitant for yeah. me and to yeah. be comfortable sharing that with me. So I think mm. getting plugged in, to mentorship with people that love you have walked in greater maturity than you Mm -hmm. that can speak into that Mm -hmm. is really huge that like covering we don't like submission us young people it's i hate that i remember (laughs) one of our first teachings on submission i'm like on the leadership board and so i'm supposed to be like Uh the one of the more mature people (laughs) in the church or whatever and they're like yes we're going to be talking about submission like submitting to like church leaders submission in relationships and i was like (laughs) <laughs> and also like i don't even know is that biblical and it's like y- <laughs> like yes it's 100 percent biblical uh-huh. but it makes me uncomfortable so i go to the bible i'm like i'm just gonna double check yeah i don't think i don't i don't think it's like no not like, in my translation it's not right yeah. <laughs> exactly it's like we we just kind of like use a difference and then like get along together or like yeah, you yeah, know yeah, like yeah. listen ethically it's like yeah. no like submit yeah. to one another submit uh-huh. to leaders and i think that like that's a whole other conversation sure. but i think like having the openness and humility when it is like ordained by God to submit under like the covering and leadership and accountability, especially of like older and more mature people. Yeah. And like, it doesn't have to be this whole institutionalized thing, but having some mentors who yes. like really are going to be a spiritual covering for you. Mm-hmm. That's not something that I 
really pursued that much in mm-hmm. college. I didn't really realize mm-hmm. that until I probably was in church leadership. And I was like, oh, I'm so thankful we've got some covering here, yeah. you know, for protection and for wisdom in the ways that we're talking about. Yeah, that's so good. I was talking to a mentor um, just not too long ago, like last week, and I was sharing something with him that I was concerned about. And like in the context of a decision I was thinking about making. And he was like, well, I'm going to hold you to that. Like nope. hearing you say that, like what you just like hearing you s- express like your true feelings about that, like that's like to be taken seriously. And I want to hold you to that. And I was like, one, I've never <laughs> had any person say yeah. that with such like fervor. Yeah. To thank you. Yeah. For that because now I know you're gonna be real. Yeah. And look out for me because you you care about protecting my heart more than you care about guarding my feelings. Yeah. In the moment. Yeah. And so that ra- for me raises the question also because we live in such a relativistic society mm. of my truth is right. is always valid and so is yours. And yeah. it, if we ever come in contact, then it's an act of oppression from you because <laughs> um, I'm perfect. Right, yeah, that's real. Um, and so how do we engage with other people, whether believers or not? How do we discern when something does have to be called out? And I guess that also raises the question, what are like the non-negotiables yeah. of our faith? What is the mm. gospel? Because like, I just think of Paul when Paul, I think he's in Corinthians and he's like, some of y'all have heard this person's gospel or mm-hmm. this person's gospel yeah. or my gospel. Um, and so how do you, how do we discern? <laughs> this is like a super small question. Like yeah. what is the gospel? <laughs> um, so if we just, again, figure that one out for yeah, us, that'd be great. great. Um, and then how do, how does that inform yeah. the things that we press in when we mm. are having conversations with yeah. other people believers and non-believers because yeah. i feel like that's two very different arenas totally. um yeah does that make sense yeah 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 it does i mean there's, there's so many things there uh-huh. that i'm not i'm not jesus so i can't answer perfectly yeah, and no. even though i've got like a master's <laughs> in ministry i'm still like eh? hey, no. <laughs> you know um so also as a side note like divinity degrees don't fix any of the questions really? you have no they don't i was hoping that honestly kind of figure it out it me. gave me more questions than answers <laughs> Yeah. Which is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like a little that's real problematic, but beautiful. And it gives you tools to uh-huh. like discern things. But mm-hmm. that's a whole other conversation. Um, when it comes to mm-hmm. what you're talking about with what is the gospel? What are like the essential things that believers like we, we got to get on the same page at, yeah. as each other of this or else like we, we can't stand together. And uh-huh. what's like the peripheral stuff that we can agree to disagree or I'm not necessarily obligated to like call you out and like call you higher to that sure man okay what a distinction by the way yeah you just said mm-hmm. call you out I'm, i need to get better at that yeah call people higher yeah that's so good and not from a place that i'm higher than you but it's like mm. the the standard like of jesus is high mm. <laughs> you know it's not like just be kind like go to yeah. church nice. it's like no it's like like when when jesus giving the sermon on the mount he's like You've heard it said that mm. like committing adultery is bad. I say even if you think a lustful thought, wow. like the standard of righteousness as modeled by Jesus is high. Mm. And so I hope that I have people in my life that can call me higher out of love because we're both keeping our eyes fixed on the right. on we're Jesus. Yeah. yeah, right. Um, and that was just for free, friends. That was not oh. even the point. Um, <laughs> so good, thank you, Lord. Um, yeah, I think. 
Man, I mean, there's, I mean, if you want to look at church history stuff, which will, which you are, I'm sure, studying and will study hopefully sure. in grad school, you know, there's different like theological creeds, right? Like the Nicene Creed and, mm-hmm. you know, like early, well, you know, mid church, depending on what you call early church. Yeah. But, you know, some, some people gather around are like, what are the essential things that we must agree on? So there's yeah. like different doctrinal things that you can um, read. But I think like before me, this is important like what is the core gospel that mm. all believers like we got to be on the same page as this because like what news are we spreading because it may be different news right, exactly. you know exactly. um so it's like my own understanding but also there are implications of the gospel we're spreading yeah um so for me here are a couple of like the key points and obviously the bible is so rich so i'm just gonna like summarize and paraphrase my Absolutely. understanding um Absolutely. one <laughs> when i was a few years into my relationship with Jesus because I came to the Lord like in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, when it was like, okay, I'm supposed to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. I felt like for me, it was so uncomfortable and hard because I had to like tell people essentially the bad news first. Yeah. Of yes. like, hey, so you're a sinner. Right. Without God, we all deserve to go to hell. Uh-huh. I'm like, that's not very persuasive. Yeah, you got. Yeah, I'm locked in. <laughs> yeah, like awesome. you're like, oh, I'm in for that. Please tell me more. <laughs> right, you know. And so I was like, I don't know. Like the 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 good part where it's like Jesus saves you. Uh huh. Super good news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but we gotta get through all this other stuff. First. Yeah. So for me, I was like, I don't know how to do this. And so I um I've been uh, getting to know. Uh, this guy named Thomas recently, who is um, this son of this man that I surf with, who I love dearly. Mm. His name is Randy. I love Randy. Um, I'm getting to know his son Thomas, and it's so sweet because he's a believer, but has encountered the Lord in such a different community from me. And so I think my my community focuses a lot on like the love and the grace of God, mm-hmm. which is everything, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I think some of like the people that he has run with. Um, focus on like the power authority mm. and almost like wrath of god mm-hmm. and so when we talk it's so like beautiful and yeah. uncomfortable and hard because it's like we have the same gospel it's the same savior right. but my tribe for lack of a better word my mm-hmm. group of people yeah. have emphasized one thing and yours has emphasized another and uh-huh. so it brought up this really good wrestling for me with wow. the lord and i was like god like Show me more understanding about your wrath. Yeah. Mm, wow. Like, ugh. like, because that's the part of the what Old a Testament. Bold prayer. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm like, show me in theory, like not in actuality. <laughs> like, show me your wrath, God. Like, no. Yeah, just like a picture of a vision. Right. Because I was like, in my finite understanding, I don't understand how your perfect love coexists with the God who also at times has wrath. Hmm. And like, I don't think you can get around that in the Old Testament. No. Yeah. Which is uncomfortable like if i was the one writing it i would kind of omit some of those stories where it says like (laughs) god says go and kill all these people Mm. like not very pc god (laughs) not very loving god like i don't know about you sounds a little racist like you right you know um but in this beautiful like pursuit where i was like god like help me to understand how are you perfect love but at times have such this like righteous anger that literally is all consuming Mm. for the things that are not of you and so with the lord showed me is it's like when you have the gospel mm-hmm. without that sort of all-consuming wrath of god it actually devalues what jesus did on the cross mm-hmm. but if you have all wrath without that love it's not good news yeah right? and so as i was pressing in and asking the lord i was like god like what is it 
what does it mean that you were fully like love but also fully like just and wrathful like i'm so uncomfortable holding these things yeah and the lord showed me like the the beauty of what jesus did through through the passover right so when mm. moses is trying to partner with god to free the israelites from egypt there was like you know all these plagues all these crazy things that he was doing and you know the last thing was that the lord said i'm going to bring my spirit of death and i'm going to kill all the firstborn mm. in egypt and so he says like for my people, the Israelites, tell them to slaughter a lamb and put the blood of the lamb over the doorpost mm -hmm. and the spirit of death will pass by them and nothing will happen to their family. Mm. And and like also like Jesus literally during the Passover, like there's mm. just so much symbolism there. Wow. Um, but it's like <laughs> you, if you don't have that all-consuming wrath of God that consumes things that are evil, mm. there wouldn't have been a need for Jesus to right. die. And resurrect mm. and so to answer your actual question <laughs> what <laughs> is the gospel is what is the gospel i think for me there there simply has to be the premise of like god is all perfection he is the definition mm. of goodness mm. and because of our shortcomings and our imperfections it's like water and oil mm. like we simply couldn't mix it's not that god doesn't love us mm. But it's like his nature is so perfect mm. that I imagine if we came close to him mm. without the blood of Jesus, we would disintegrate. Oh, my gosh. Like we would perish. So when people yeah. are afraid of angels and or God appearing, he was like, don't be afraid. I'm like, yeah, because yeah, we would die. Because <laughs> we would die. Because we would literally die. And so he's wow. like this perfection and we are imperfect. And so like we we can't like almost like exist in the same room as mm. God because of this perfection. But God... And his ultimate love was like, I can't stand the thought of being separated from my kids for even a second, let alone eternity. Mm. So I'm going to take it on myself to cross that divide, to bridge the water and oil wherever that analogy mm -hmm. comes together. Because I deeply love my kids and I know they couldn't do this on their own. So I'm going to be both the judge and the person to take the blame for you. Mm. He's both. He's like this this righteous judge that does not lower his standard of perfection, right. but he's also the one that says, kill me instead. Mm. Like the punishment has to be death, right. but I don't want you to pay it because wow. I want to live with you, so I'm going to die. Wow. And so as far as like theological implications, I think the things for me that we have to agree on is that there was a need for Jesus to die on the cross, mm. which means in and of ourselves, we couldn't earn ourselves that perfection of Jesus. Yeah. That's like the precedent. Right. Or else the cross doesn't have what's power. Yeah, what's yeah. the point? Um, and then two, that Jesus was and is the son of God. And mm. when he walked the earth, he was fully man and fully God mm. um, for a number of reasons. Yeah. The resurrection, the crucifixion and resurrection, really, mm. really important. Um and I think, like, to to be a Protestant Lutheran, I also that we are to Martin Luther. I wish y'all could see the the motion that Rachel just gave, the little like walking motion and yeah. the little shake of her head. Because I'm like, this is Protestant Luther. Protestant. This is, I don't know what oh really. Anyway, so you know, Luther. One of his really really big things was that we are saved by um, grace through faith hmm. alone. It's not our works because if it was our works, that would mean what Jesus did on the cross wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. And so I think those are some of the core things for me. Mm. Um, I also think in our, our age, um, what, what Jesus says about Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life, yeah. and 
no one can come to the Father except through me. Mm. I think that's important. Mm. And that I would love, I mean, again, if I was God, I would love to say like, oh, you know, like if you aren't a Christian, but mm-hmm. like you still like the idea of God, like mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, that that would be like rude to be like, nope, you didn't get close enough theologically, yeah. you know? And I don't, I don't think it's nearly as um, simplistic as yeah, sure. I believe, sure. but I can't get around that verse. Every yeah. time I'm like tempted to be like, no, but there are beautiful things about other religions. And I think that's true. Yeah, absolutely. I can't get around that verse where Jesus says, no one comes to the father except that's through me. me. And I think like what that means probably isn't as like black and white as I think. Sure. Right. Um, Cause I think there are probably some people that's like, we, we go to church and we do the Christian things, but God is going to say like, I never knew I you. Never knew. So it's not that simple, but for me, those are the core things, um, like core, core things. Like we got to get this yeah. right. Yeah. And then some of the other stuff, I think that's where in love, we wrestle with scripture. We wrestle hopefully together. Mm-hmm. And I think there are ways to do that well as described in scripture, like to love one another through disagreements, to mm. speak honestly and openly and learn how to disagree well. I think we've really lost the ability to do that, to engage in a way that we're loving each other. I want to understand your perspective mm-hmm. and not so black and white about things. Yeah. So, yeah, what are your, some, of, th- what's so, some of your thoughts? That's yeah. so great. Thank you. For, that's, that was beautiful. I love, I love that. And it's just such like, I heard it said by a teacher who I really respect, Jackie Hill Perry. Mm. She, someone was asking her about the wrath of God and just like what we're doing, like how yeah. do you, how do you reconcile? Yeah the wrath and the love of God. And the way she said it, I thought was really poignant. She said, love obligates justice. Wow. And holiness anchors both. Wow. And I was like, that's good. That's so good. And uh, it's such a, such a relief to think about that, that reconciling. I think we as, as Christians, because we place so much emphasis on knowing God and we believe that we can know God. I, I, at least for myself, can take that to the extreme and place a little too much confidence in myself and my mm. ability to know God Yeah. from, like, a theological standpoint. Yeah. And I'm like, there are just going to be things and mysteries that I'm, we're not going to be able to reconcile yeah. because we're literally dealing with the divine. Yeah. And uh, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like what you were just saying about how we would literally disintegrate yeah. if without <laughs> the blood of Jesus. Right, yeah. And just that, like, we... The scripture says that God dwells in unapproachable light. Mm-hmm. But the scripture also says that we can approach the throne of grace in confidence. In confidence. So I'm like, what is that, God? Yeah. Like, what? that doesn't make sense to right, me. Right, right. Um, apart from Jesus, at least it right, doesn't. Yeah. Um, and so I'm so encouraged when you share, like, share the gospel because in, like, such a moral, morally flippant, or kind of back and forth world, like it's it can be discouraging to look at because they say that Jesus says they will know us by the way that we love yeah. one another, and so looking inward at our own self, what model are we offering to the world mm-hmm. in terms of how that we engage with even one another on what we agree or disagree yeah. with? Because then they're gonna look at us and be like, well, what's different? Yeah, about the way that y'all are living life, and so I'm grateful for the model that you offered. Yeah, and it's it's forever changing and becoming Absolutely. more nuanced. The whole wrath thing was very new, like the last four months, maybe. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think, man, 
in a society, I think especially in the West, we're engaged so intellectually in mm-hmm. our relationship with God, which I don't think is a bad thing. Yeah. But if we only limit how we understand God moving and showing up, or just, I guess, how we perceive the Lord, if it's only in our like prefrontal cerebral cortex <laughs> in our brain, for me, like that can mean we idolize theology mm-hmm. above God. It's yeah. like we're idolizing the study of God Oh my gosh. Before God himself. Uh, yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah. I mean, you and everybody else in the Western yeah. church, you know? It's like <laughs> yes. we don't, we don't, like, ha- we haven't really been shown a normal, or it's, it hasn't been in our normal experience of vernacular to engage with God beyond ways that engage that prefrontal cerebral cortex. And every time I meet with Selena, I am such like a thinker. Mm. And she's like, okay, stop thinking about it. Like, uh-huh. what do you like feel? Or like, what's the experience in your body? Or like these other things. I'm like, uh-huh. well, I think she's like, don't do that. Yeah, what <laughs> I like, just said. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is so hard. Wow. Um, but allowing God to be bigger than the context that I expect him to show up in. Mm. Allowing God, I mean, we don't well, allow God, but like in my mind, yeah, allowing yeah, my yeah. expectations to be broad enough, like, Man, I know I've set up this little, even like the picnic blanket now, I was talking about. Like, I know mm. I'm setting up this little picnic blanket, but you own this whole field, the mm. whole planet that my picnic blanket yeah, is on. Yeah. I can probably only handle the picnic blanket. <laughs> so I'm going to set up this like three by four <laughs> red checkered yes. picnic blanket. And he's so kind to be like, I'm going to like put my like pinky toe on it so I don't like crush oh, your, yeah. you know? <laughs> but he's like, he's so kind to meet us, like mm. in the expectations that we have for him. Yeah. And, like, I want to be the type of person where it's, like, like, man, I want to consume as much as I possibly can of you, Lord, mm-hmm. before I combust. Yeah. And every time, like, stretch my capacity to know you, to understand you. Yeah. So when we're talking about, like, our capacity to understand God and the spiritual formation that comes out. Um, when we allow God to do the heavy lifting, uh-huh. like I'm just so moved. Me and my um, life group have been studying Ephesians three this week. I keep um, hearing that everywhere. Really? Yes. That's amazing. Yes. Look at the Lord doing Come the on. same thing. Yes. <laughs> That's so good, um, man. And so I just I want to read this part because I think it is so it's so powerful when it comes to understanding the gospel, understanding like the the power expanding our understanding of the Lord. So Ephesians three. Um, We'll start in verse 16. It says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Mm. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Mm. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. And to me, one of the things that is so striking about that passage is Paul is literally praying, like, I pray that you would have the strength and power to understand God's Mm. love. Which means, like, we need supernatural strength and power. Yeah. To even have enough capacity to understand understand. the love of God. Mm. And so it's like, I pray that you would have the right theology Mm -hmm. to understand. No, that's not what it says. It's like, by the spirit, supernatural strength and power. Mm -hmm. And I think also like the right theology. Like, like, that's good. We should have the right theology, right? But it's like, we need the Holy Spirit to expand our context and our understanding 
of the love of God. And from that place, it's like that is both the means, it's the end, it's the process, it's the destination to be able to understand more deeply, more fully to the best of my capacity Mm -hmm. just how rich and wide and wild the love of God is. So good. Like that's when it comes to sharing the gospel with others, like that's my prayer for myself and for you of like, God, give me the the power to more fully understand the beauty and weight of the gospel. Yeah. Because I think at times I've like walked so much life with the Lord. I feel like the gospel is like round one. It's like Christianity 101. <laughs> understand it. Check. Yeah. But like this shows me like, no, like no. there's so much weight and beauty. Like I hope I never get over the story of Jesus. The simple gospel. Yeah. The simple gospel. Like I pray it's always like simple and sweet, but, always evolving in the depth of the way yeah. it impacts me and the way it opens revelation in my relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. So good. Amazing. Well, I think that's probably all we have time for today. Well, thanks so much, Colin, for being a part of this really sweet conversation. Thanks, Rachel, for having me. You're the best. Yeah. So good. All right. Well, this has been the Jesus Drinks Coffee Podcast. Let's chat soon. <laughs>